This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Hi, and welcome back to the Savvy Psychologist podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. This week, we'll wrap up our three-part series on toxic habits. The third in our toxic triad, call it overthinking, obsessing, brooding, wallowing, or call it the official term, rumination. Whatever you call it, listen on for four tips to stop the mental hamster wheel. So rumination is thinking and thinking and thinking about something upsetting, but in a passive way without actually taking action. Now, I bet you never thought you'd learn about taxonomy in a psychology podcast, but I promise I'll connect the dots. Animals like cows, deer, goats, and sheep belong to the suborder ruminantia. These multi-stomached ruminants regurgitate their partially digested food and chew it again. Likewise, ruminators chew on their thoughts, as it were, over and over and over again. Very different, but essentially the same concept. And how's that for a mental image? So, what's so bad about rumination? Well, rumination makes people think that they're working on a problem. But not only does rumination not produce solutions, it exacerbates the problem. All that thinking takes up time and energy individuals could spend fixing the problem. Not only that, but rumination has been found to impair problem-solving skills, makes ruminators less likely to take action on a possible solution, makes them more pessimistic about the future, and pretty much guarantees a bad mood. In fact, those who ruminate develop major depression at four times the rate of those who don't ruminate. It's like a hamster running frantically on a wheel, exhausting itself without actually going anywhere. Finally, the biggest downside of rumination, aside from the fact it doesn't work, is that it drives others away. To their credit, ruminators actually reach out for help more often than non-ruminators, but ruminators tend to share their misery to the point of being annoying. Plus, though others might be sympathetic at first, after a while, they get frustrated when the ruminator seems never to take steps to solve his or her problems, even after patient listening, sincere sympathy, and good advice. After a while, all people give the ruminator is eye rolls. In short, you can lead a ruminator to a solution, but you can't make him take action. Ironically, individuals who ruminate really value their relationships, romantic, family, friends, to the point that they'll sacrifice greatly to salvage one. But they often don't see that they contribute to stress in the relationship by overthinking both real and imaginary problems, telling everyone how awful their life is, and not taking any action. They put the relationships on a pedestal, but then drag them down to join the wallowing. 
So how can I tell if I'm ruminating? So rumination has three essential characteristics that make it unique. So trait number one is it's repetitive. Like our bovine friends, ruminators chew on something over and over again. And not only can ruminators not let go, they examine a problem from every angle. Why did this happen? Why did she say that? Why did I do that? That wasn't fair. What does this mean? And the list goes on. Trait number two, it's passive. So ruminators say they overthink in order to solve a problem. But instead, studies have found that ruminators aren't particularly effective at coming up with solutions. Plus, even when there is a good solution, it's difficult to summon the motivation to carry it out, even when the stakes are high. For example, a 2006 study found that women who ruminate are more likely to procrastinate about seeing a doctor after discovering a lump in their breast. Trait number three, rumination is about the past, not the future. This is how rumination differs from worry. So rumination focuses on the past, like if only I had done X, or how could I have been so stupid? On the other hand, worry is about the future. What if Y happens, or I don't think I'll be able to handle this. So what to do? Well, here are four ways to nip rumination in the bud, or cud, as it were. Ooh, that was cringeworthy. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Tip number one, give up regret. Everyone does stupid things they regret. I, for one, do them daily. So stop your downward spiral by heaving a big sigh and saying, okay, that happened, and then move on. It's cliche, but rather than focusing on what could have been, focus on what could be. And then try tip number two, distract yourself. The late, great Dr. Susan Nolan Hoeksema was the queen of rumination research. In 1993, she explained that the gender gap in depression was due not to biology, gender roles, or Freudian theories, but to rumination. So let's back up and give some context. So rumination affects both genders the same way. Again, both men and women who ruminate develop depression at four times the rate of non-ruminators. However, women are 70% more likely than men to experience depression over the course of a lifetime. Why? 
So it turns out that overall, women are more likely to be ruminators. They're more likely to get stuck in their bad moods and to dwell on what happened, why, and how. By contrast, men, again, overall, tend to be fixers. And even if the solution isn't that effective, watch TV, go for a drive, or even throw a punch, when men are faced with a problem, they tend to do something, which distracts them and changes their mood. Of course, these are generalizations. There are many men who ruminate and many women who don't. But overall, women ruminate and make their mood worse, while men distract and make their mood better. So, how to use distraction effectively? Luckily, distraction doesn't have to be a big thing. You don't have to go on vacation or engage in retail therapy to distract yourself. Even little nonsensical things, tested by Dr. Nolan Hoeksema and her team, like visualizing the floor plan of your local post office or imagining clouds forming in the sky, will work. Which brings us to tip number three. Shrink the time and space available to ruminate. So there's an urban legend that Japanese carp, or koi, will grow as big as the space you give them. Put them in a little tank, and they'll remain just a few inches long. Put them in a pond, however, and they'll grow big with gaping mouths and buggy eyes. So it is with overthinking. So take distracting yourself one step further. Keep yourself busy with activities that are meaningful to you. Think twice before turning down a social invitation. Go work out. Sign up for that class you've been meaning to take. Of course, don't set yourself up for exhaustion, but shrink the space allowed for overthinking and your rumination will stay manageably goldfish-sized. Tip number four, do something a little bit hard. Accomplishing something that's a little bit difficult but still within your abilities builds what's called mastery, or the belief in your own ability to get stuff accomplished. So lack of mastery, along with lack of confidence, is often a big barrier for ruminators, who frequently have good intentions but just can't seem to make their ideas happen. A ruminator might really want to switch careers, let go of that old grudge, or finally move out of his parents' house, but without confidence that what he tries will make a difference, it's unlikely to happen. Therefore, a ruminative friend might identify one step he can take that's a little bit hard, like figuring out the requirements for a certificate program or budgeting for a new apartment. Mastery is the opposite of passivity, and as it grows, turns long-suffering rumination into confident action. So with practice, you can leave rumination to the cows. And if you catch yourself ruminating, you can always distract yourself with a gentle moo. If you've learned something from a Savvy Psychologist episode, let me know by subscribing either to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or to the Savvy Psychologist bi-monthly newsletter at quickanddirtytips.com slash newsletters. And if you missed out on the first two toxic habits, perfectionism and avoidance, check them out in the archives at quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hedrickson. And a transcript of this episode, references for the studies I mentioned, and every Savvy Psychologist episode are always available on quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. And of course, the Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you again, and I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... 
Yeah, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.